I basically invite everybody and also all of your listeners, if they're still considering, just give it a, give it a shot, you know, take one month, take, start with two weeks and continue to one month and then look how, how amazing you feel and then continue. It doesn't have to be so strict, but what I love about carnivore and I use it a lot of times, especially with, uh, you know, obesity and things that need urgent care. So it's like, it's like urgent, it's first line treatment, carnivore, and then what I really love about it is that it's an elimination diet. Everybody knows that. It's like the best way to see if you're susceptible to anything. Doesn't dinner sound great as it's cooking? This dinner is from Riverbend Ranch, which always provides prime or high choice, has never been given hormones, never been given antibiotics, never been given mRNA vaccines. It's raised in the USA. It's processed in the USA. In fact, it's fully vertically integrated, which means that they own the cow that gives birth to the calf. It's raised on their fields and then taken to their butcher and then shipped to you. And if we compare what we can buy from Riverbend Ranch to four other major state companies that sell bundles that have ribeyes and other meat in it, it can be as much as $184 to $59 less expensive. It's a great price value and it's a delicious piece of meat check out mycleanbeef.com slash after hours that's mycleanbeef.com slash after hours mycleanbeef.com slash after hours If you've noticed, I've been wearing this t-shirt for a few episodes now. I have them available on eBay. Check out the links below to get your size. Welcome to After Hours with Dr. Sigaloff. On this podcast, you will be encouraged to question everything. And to have the courage to stand for the truth. And now, to your host, Dr. Sigaloff. All right, I want to thank you for joining me again. I want to give a shout-out to all my Patreon supporters. We've got Too Tough at the $30 level. We've got an anonymous family donor at $20.20 a month. The Plandemic Reprimando level at $17.76 a month with Ty, Charles, Tinfoil, Stanley, Dr. Anna, Frank, Brian, Shell, and Brantley. Uh, Kevin Alanos and Pat and Bev had made a $10 level. The Refine Not Burned at $5 with Linda, Emmy, Joe, PJ, Rebecca, Marcus, Elizabeth, Dawn, Ken, Rick, Mary, and Amanda. Addison Mulders made a $3 level. We have Frank at $1.50 a month. And Courage is Contagious at $1 a month with Jay, Spesnasty, Darrell, Susan, BB King, and Caleb. And just a quick reminder, please check out mycleanbeef.com slash after hours. That's mycleanbeef.com slash after hours for better than grass-fed, grass-finished beef. I want to introduce my next guest, Tomer Pep. He is a uh, registered dietitian. He also suffers with, well, he doesn't really suffer with it so much anymore, He's, but he has the diagnosis of type 1 diabetes. Tomer, great for you to come on. Tell us, tell us how you've been. Yeah, thank you very much, Sam. I'm happy to be here. It's Pape, the family name, but I know it's not the easiest one for uh, in the U.S., in American Sorry, Pape. Uh, accent. But tell us what you've learned yeah, I'm good, uh, when man. you first discovered 
carnivore and when you started doing it and the changes you've seen in your diagnosis of type 1 diabetes? Basically, I'm a type 1 diabetic since the age of 11 and today I'm nearly 33 years old. And when I started with that, so I was really going through the official guidelines. I, I've been told to eat everything I want, not to think about what I eat, just to remember to press on the insulin pump it was back then, to press the right numbers. And basically what happens that your numbers and your uh, blood glucose numbers, they can get from 40 to 400 and it's a whole roller coaster. And when you get to these points, you also feel really exerted and you you're exhausted also and your muscles and everything and your brain fog and every other symptom is a really constant with this roller coaster of blood glucose and eventually when i got to diabetes ketoacidosis which, which almost cost me in my life basically i found that uh, low carbohydrate diets uh, can really gain back the control over this uh, incredible and uh, like a um, phenomena that is incredible in a sometimes in a bad way that people always told me that it's uncontrollable so that's what gave me the control and i was also uh, experience experimenting with a lot of carnivore diet of course and also the low carb diet and if some of your listeners or you may be familiar with dr richard k berenstein which he basically the father of diabetes and today He's 90 years old with type 1 diabetes and he still um, live and he still practice his medicine in New York, next to New York in his clinic, still to this day is celebrating 90. And he, given that uh, basically uh, to the fact that he, he've been uh, low carb low for nearly 70 years. So uh, that's what led me to all of that journey. And that's also what led me to study nutrition, which I'm now certified nutritionist to pass that knowledge to any diabetic and anyone in the world, actually, that the significant effect that food has on any aspect of my life, you know, it affected my uh, emotions, my mood, my relationship with people, with the people I love, with my family. They noticed the change. They noticed that I'm much more concentrated. I'm much more sharp. I can sleep less and work for 12, 14 hours a day and even to work out in the time. And uh, I got it completely under control and my blood glucose is now for almost eight years is completely predictable, which that that is the real gift of this diet. So what made you discover this? Like what, what was the, the thing when you're like, and, and what was the feeling in your mind when you first thought, wait, I, I don't need to eat any carbs. Like I've been lied to my whole life. They told me, you know, the bottom of the pyramid, I don't know if y'all had the food pyramid over there, but the bottom of the food pyramid's all grains and it's all just garbage. And the whole pyramid's pretty much garbage. Even the, my plate is, is all garbage. When did you come to that realization? Yeah, absolutely. It's like, as they, everybody love to say today, you know, it's like, uh, I, I got into this rabbit hole basically. And, um, since then, it just, uh, it been truth, truth all the time, uh, one after the other, like one discovery after the other. But it all began when I first, I was in the hospital with the diabetes ketoacidosis, which this is, uh, it's a quite common co uh, complication of diabetes, but it is not a joke. It's like you can really lose your life in that co complication, which the ketones are produced in a significant high numbers, it's not the ketogenic diet. It has nothing to do with that. It's a completely different mechanism that 
it's uh, already toxic because of the high level of ketones in your blood and the body in a desperate attempt trying to give yourself a fuel instead of the carbohydrates that get stuck outside of the cells because there's no insulin to get them in. Basically, that's the meaning of that. And then I dived into a lot of nutrition books, a lot of nutrition uh, science, many articles, many new research that I just, it blew my mind really that, you know, the research today is so ahead of his really it's it's somewhere in the future and the medical doctors and many of the medical practice is really far far in the century ago uh, you can say and that really blew it blew my mind and since then i got into the rabbit hole and i never got out and really it's all the time you get new discoveries and the science is really amazing today so I began with the famous Dr. Bernstein book, which in my eyes is like a legend in diabetes world, but basically in the low-carb world. It's not only diabetes, you know, the things they talk about, it's true to everyone, all of your listeners, if they want to improve their lives, if they want to get more energy, more, uh, more even strength in the muscle, everything low-carb is really, it's true to everyone today, which we are in a world that is saturated with carbohydrates, basically, and they're getting more and more processed. But I started with that, and then I dived into it, and I got to many uh, sort of mentors of mine. They were like uh, on Instagram or on YouTube, you know, like uh, probably you, you're familiar with them. It's uh, Sean Baker it was in the beginning of of all of that when nine years ago, and since then I got to talk with him. He got to interview me, and I interviewed him. And um, some some of these names just, they opened my mind. But when I started and experimenting, I just, I never stopped. And it's a path that even though you have a lot of mentors and a lot of uh, influencers and YouTubers and Instagrammers, you still have to walk alone in that path. I'm sure you know it. Yeah, it was, uh, Sean Baker was very influential when I started, along with um, uh, Jordan Peterson. And so I was diagnosed with idiopathic hypersomnolence. And I stumbled across someone saying, oh, it helped, narcolepsy is helped with their, nar with their or uh, low carb is helped with their narcolepsy. And then I st stumbled across Jordan Peterson talking about his daughter having um, idiopathic hypersomnolence, which is even more rare than narcolepsy, and how it made her symptoms go away. And then I stumbled across uh, uh, Dr. Uh, Baker, Sean Baker, and just listening to him talk on Joe Rogan the first time was like, this is life-changing. How is medicine not taught any of this? How can we only have one hour of nutrition when we can change lives by getting rid of pain, getting rid of diabetes, getting rid of rheumatoid arthritis? I mean, just all these things can be cured if we eat the right thing. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And uh, yeah, Sean, Dr. Sean Baker, he was on a Joe Rogan and it got really public and everybody was talking about the the, this big guy that also walk out, also build muscle and also go uh, really like carnivore and low carb. It was like really um, out there. But even before that, you know, Dr. Bernstein was doing it since the 70s, basically, of the past century. And, and it's an ancient wisdom. I, that's what really amazed me that type 1 diabetes, the first documented case is actually in ancient Egypt 3000 years ago. And there is speculation also that it goes back to the to the cave era, which we were in caves, and then it was like a death sentence. And when insulin invented it, it gave you like the, the notion that you can do everything and eat everything. But it's only a, a plaster on the on the big picture that it actually each and every one of us we need lower amounts of insulin it doesn't matter if you inject it or not and when i discovered basically the the power of being educated about 
food and about carbohydrates and how it affects everything, my blood sugar, my mood and everything. So I became really an expert. And then I saw that it's a, it's a way that you can also teach others, really. And that's what really led me to become clinical nutritionist. And you said that you study medicine and you go through only one hour maybe of nutrition. So I know that. And in my country, it's the same. And I work today a lot with the U.S., I have uh, patients also in Europe and many other places rather than Israel, and we work online. And when when we see that basically it's everywhere, it's the same. The medical doctors, they, you know, they treat the symptoms. They don't treat the root cause. We know it already uh, quite uh, way from the people we follow. And we know also that even I, as a nutritionist, I learned three years of uh, nutrition and a lot of macronutrients, micronutrients, a lot of nutrients and the, the biology is amazing, but still, when you get to the point that uh, they have to tell you, okay, what you will tell your patient now, a patient will come to you with type 1 diabetes, with uh, skin issues, with like Michaela Peterson, like you. So what will you tell these patients? So still it goes back to the normal narrative of just uh, eat whole grains, uh, try to eat a balanced diet, a balanced meal. You know, it's all the same records go back over, over and over again. And it's, of course, it's false. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, even get ridiculed by my fellow physicians. Oh, well, yeah, I've seen people get better. I've seen people lose weight with, you know, veganism. It's, but it's not about losing weight. I mean, that is a byproduct of it. That is a symptom of being metabolically unhealthy is, is being overweight. But you also have other symptoms like diabetes, another symptom like blood pressure problems and type one, type two diabetes, not type one, obviously. Um, these are symptoms of the underlying cause of being metabolically unhealthy. And if we can get to those root causes, then we don't have to give medications that go against the biology of the body. We can treat the root cause. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there is a lot in nutrition world and nutrition science is full of, uh, you know, biased uh, here and there, like each side will choose and each, each side will show you the, I have this new study. I have this, like, it's like, it's becoming like, um, it's not really the meaning of science. The meaning of science is actually always to, que to question and not to go by, look, I have this one paper here that uh, I proved you wrong. It's more, uh, as you say, we, we need to get to the root cause of basically of all of our modern life, like what got us here. And of course, when a person will go vegan or if, even if you will go fruitarian, it's, sometimes it's the fact that you're just limiting your food consumption will make you feel better because today we are, we are saturated with processed carbohydrates, as we said, processed food. And it's, it's all, it's, we get uh, full of that. So of course, when we restrict a bit, doesn't matter in what approach, we will feel better. But the real question is what will last for many years now? You know, we are a generation that is more like uh, we want here and now, but the, we need to see the big picture. It's not like I became a vegan two months and look, I feel amazing. I, you know, like this movie, The Game Changers, it's, it's not about that. It's more like uh, we should look at the long term of each uh, nutrition. And, and that's what's really interesting. And it gets even more interesting when you put the aspect of our evolution, each, each and every one of us. Uh, for, I'm, for, for example, my origins, my great ancestors they were somewhere in europe you can uh, you can assume that as i know from my own family history so it will make sense they were that they were fed more with a chicken maybe some they had some milk they had some uh, probably a lot of eggs i assume that okay and when i see this evolutionary context i can't really now become you know uh, to go live by the beach and to to eat only fish all day or 
some you, people forget the evolutionary con context and it's very important because we see now that people become carnivore and they feel amazing but they get iron overload for some example that i see it a lot with my patients and i, I have a, some experience with that in lab results and many other factors and basically we need also to remember that you know so it's not only the, there is one that for for all it's um it's evolution it's to know your body know biology and the rest is a you can try so um when you started controlling your diabetes uh, and, and i say it that way because you know you have type 1 and i've seen type 1 diabetics also get this it's i don't know if it's a real thing if it's really called like type 1.5 because there is a type 1.5 i think it's different um but this is where you're type 1 but now you're insulin resistant type 1 and so instead of being what type 1s are typically thin um, body habitus now now they become obese because they've made themselves insulin resistant because they just eat whatever they want and they just inject more insulin and i've actually heard some patients say yeah my my endocrinologist said just put more insulin in if i eat a piece of cake it's like oh my goodness that that's the wrong answer yeah, absolutely. You know, I've been there when in the times before I changed my diet, I was I'm diabetic now type one diabetic for nearly 24 years. And for the first 15 years, or 16 years, I was walking around eating whatever I want, I could eat cakes, I could eat desserts, I could eat a lot of pasta, it, it didn't care to me whatsoever. And I just injected the the insulin that I take, which is basically more or less the same for our body for, as a pancreas insulin, as a produced insulin in the body. And what I saw that, yeah, you can get much, if you know, higher blood glucose, uh, it's, it leads to, to even higher blood glucose than, than the, to start from. And it's like a vicious cycle. And if you, I, you know, if you saw me before I changed my diet, you, you wouldn't say that I look like a sick person. I have to be honest with you. It's not, I wasn't obese. You wouldn't see that on me, but I can tell you very clearly now that I have I had metabolic syndrome. If you know I used um let's say 90 around 90 units of insulin a day and today I use around 20 even less. So you can imagine what what was the demand of insulin of my body and how insulin resistant I was. Just it's really easy to track that in type 1 diabetes. And we see it a lot today. I see it a lot with patients that that's really tragic today. It's a human tragedy, basically, that you can have, as you said, double diabetes, they call it today. You can be type 1 and gain more and more weight because of the insulin that you inject. And for like anybody else, you know, like the modern world, uh, the modern, the modern world uh, sickness, you can get also sick from the food you eat. And it's even harder with type 1 to track exactly and to inject correctly because it's, you need to be really a rocket scientist in order to do that. So it's it's even easier to get to be double diabetic when you are type one because it's a slippery slope, and I see it a lot today. And it's of course it's a result of the modern world we live in. But if you if we go back a bit, it's it's kind of uh, crazy. I think the mother nature is probably laughing somewhere about that. That actually autoimmune disease shouldn't even occur in the first place. You know, it's a when you walk against nature uh, and you get far from nature, so you get autoimmune diseases. Some people will call it the body attacks itself. Some people call it in other ways. Uh, some people will say it's a whole family of diseases that science doesn't know 
why they come from doesn't matter but basically you get that when you get far from nature it's either when you give synthetic breast milk to a baby you can uh, you can have lack of vitamin d you can uh, people that uh, w- today in modern world we sit around the computer all day so you get the autoimmune disease you get type 1 diabetes we invented we invented insulin to treat it and then uh, people today they get type 2 diabetes on top of their type 1 diabetes so that's really like uh, it's insane and for me i want to to minimize my problems in life so basically that's what carnivore diet and low carb diets of any kind got me to it doesn't have to be pure carnivore we can talk about that but when i really limited my carbohydrates the magic happened and i saw that every day my blood glucose become really predictable it's get it gets really easy and you only need to match the doses of insulin which that's pretty easy any any child can do it and then you see wow it's amazing i check my blood glucose it's 80 milligram per deciliter now two hours later i check it's 95 two hours later it's 78 and that that's the magic really for uncontrollable disease that used to be considered at least so how do you how do you start educating patients on carnivore? What are some of the things that you, you say to try and get people on board? I mean, your story is very compelling, but what, what are the things do you to teach people that like, hey, this is this is the way, the only way really to, to have absolute control over this as you should? You know, all the time I see, when I meet a new patient, I see him as myself like 10 years ago. That's what I'm trying to do. So I basically invite everybody and also all of your listeners, if they're still considering, just give it a, give it a shot, you know, take one month, take, start with two weeks and continue to one month and then look how, how amazing you feel and then continue. It doesn't have to be so strict, but what I love about carnivore, and I use it a lot of times, especially with a you know, obesity and things that need urgent care. So it's like, it's like urgent, it's first line treatment, carnivore. And then what I really love about it, it's that it's an elimination diet. Everybody knows that it's like the best way to see if you're susceptible to anything. So you try that. And then the, the best thing, especially for obese people and the people with that have um, like uh, excess problems, not, it's not problems of a lack of anything. It's more like excess issues. So for them, they, they can see, they can experiment themselves, and that's the best thing. So if, if a person is really down to the process, I will give him, that's what I will give him. I will give him the elimination uh, path, and I will tell him, okay, start really with the least that you can. Start with a good stack that will make you satiated for many, many hours throughout the day. And then when you feel amazing, maybe you can add some nuts. Maybe you can add a bit. I'm, I'm, I don't really uh, demonize any food group unless it's really processed. So that's basically the idea. And then each patient is different. You know, we, we're all different. Each one is a universe, as they say. So I try to work with the person. Yeah, I think that's a great approach. I've I've kind of started a stepwise approach that, you know, first if you if all you can do is get rid of the seed and um, seed oils, the the processed oils and all the processed food. If that's all you can do, then do that, and you'll see improvement. It won't be as profound as if you jump into like beef only carnivore, but you'll you'll start to have some improvements in your metabolic disease, in your pain, in all these different issues. True. And when you check that, when you look at that, really, you can divide foods to the the one that they will always be toxic. So as you said, it's a, it can it's seed oils, you can add their processed carbohydrates, you can add basically anything that come in, you know, in a in a box or in a nylon uh, 
nylon wrapping, it's, a, it's always bad unless it's a, the butcher gave you that in a box or something like that, you know. But uh, if it's from a factory, so usually yeah, we can tell there is the things that will be true to anyone you will not find any expert unless he gets money from the company to advocate for coca-cola you know drink coca-cola it's like there is some stuff that anyone can agree and then when you start eliminate that and then eliminate seed oils processed carbohydrates you can eliminate the sweet all the sweet drinks that we say all the sodas you know the, the sweet sodas so uh, when you when you get down that path you already done a lot like 60 percent uh, the path to towards your new body, the new health that you will have. Exactly. I think that's that's a great plan. Yeah, definitely. And you know, it's a, it's important that people like you, doctors and other people, the that's the really the I think the power of today's world. You got educated from mentors. I get educated from mentors, and we could choose our path. And now we can get from inside the system we can change it and we can even if you will have a clinic it doesn't matter what what you will really do but you can affect people in a way that in the past it was in the past maybe we you know like decades and decades and hundreds hundreds of years ago maybe there wasn't even processed food so no one really had to be educated because it was natural but i mean in the past like you know our parents generation our grandparents generation they could they didn't have access to that information and today we have it. We have too much information. We just need to know how to pick it and how to be really well informed and to know how to read science and to just to have a clear mind and a good, good instinct, you know. And then we can affect people. That's really that's what matters in the end of the day. And it doesn't matter if it's your family, the four people in your clinic, four thousand people in your clinic, uh, international, you know, stages or one million followers on Instagram. Really, well, anything matters, and we change it from the inside. Yeah, and I noticed while well, when people learn about carnivore and they try it for a month and then they end up eventually continuing it for much longer than the month, they become, a, they sell it, right? Because they their life is so much better. They're like, wow, my the pain in my hands that I've had for years is gone now. You know, I don't have that back pain. I, my depression is better. My anxiety is better. It's just, it it's not a one it's not snake oil it's not a one fix for everyone but it it almost is because it's if everyone has basically the same machinery that we're walking around in we have to put the right fuel in and it's so easy to put the wrong fuel in and that causes everything to get jammed up if you will yeah it's, and uh, you know sam it's funny that you say it because here i'm i'm already active for more than a decade as a personal trainer and almost a decade in this nutrition field and then I became clinical nutritionist and I had a lot of conversations in Hebrew with other Israeli influencers and we talked about it a lot we we called it in Hebrew the it's like the Messiah feeling you know that when you find a new diet and you have this feeling it's like you're telling yourself wow it's it's amazing, like like how no one ever told me about it. Like it's it's crazy. It's insane. What 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 I'm going through? Like I'm suddenly I'm clearing my mind. I'm I'm happier. I can be more tolerant. You know, my my thoughts are clearer. Everything is clear. Everything is. It's wow. It's like I'm I'm becoming like an aircraft. You know, my my body is like, it's insane. And then you you have the notion that you have to shout it from the mountain. You know, you have to tell everybody because it, it's also come from a pure place that you really want to help the people you love. You want to. To help your inner circle and to show them this way the same because it's amazing you know it's you don't need you don't pay for anything you don't need any medication it just you change what you eat you change your entire life it's it's insane and and then it's really common that in the first year the first two years you get 
to talk to people, you talk to the people you love, to your girlfriend, to your friends, and you try to convince them. And then there is another phase of this change that you see that people usually, they, they don't want to change if it's not urgent. And it's, they, they won't do it unless either the doctor will tell him, okay, it's now or never, or they will get to themselves to like a, the rock bottom. And, and basically people, you know, people, they change slowly and people, they want, they want the change to come from them and they don't want anyone to preach them too much unless they're already interested in that. So um, I know this Messiah feeling, every, every, everybody experienced that also, but then there is like, it's an evolution of a change also. And then you see that the people that want, they will come. The people that, you know, the, the true seekers, they, they will find you anyway. It doesn't matter to them if you, you don't have to shout it uh, to them. And that's really the secret because if you get, you know, to our, our parents' generation again, our grandparents' generation, they, they, they're already, you know, they are coded. <laughs> they're really coded for, to some foods and some habits that they, some of them even admit that it's bad for them, but you can't really change, uh, force the change on them. Yeah, that's true. I learned that this past few weeks. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's heartbreaking that, you know, you want to share this good information that people get so upset with you about it. It's like, but I'm not saying you have to do it. It's just a different opinion. It's a different option. And if what you're doing isn't working because I see that it's not working and you say you're doc, I'll try anything, but you're unwilling to try something, then you're not really ready to try anything. That's, I don't I'm sure you've come across that. Yeah, of course. We we've been there. We 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 know that. But uh, that's what you need really to realize that uh, some people. You sometimes it's also a matter of respect, just to respect the you know the respect them and just you 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 need to show the way. Basically, that's what at least that's what I do. You know, in in all of my pages and in, in my website, my blog, my Hebrew blog. Now I launched all the English channels. You know, I launched my online program in English, uh, everything is in order to really to educate and to make it easier to, to other people to understand. I, I don't want to make it complicated. So as soon as it, as it gets too, you know, as you have to put too much effort on one person to change, then you and you, you understand that it's not the way and your body, you, you will feel it in deep inside of you that yeah, you maybe spend too much time on this person. And Usually it's from it's from the purest place. You you really want to pass that that notion to other people because it's amazing. You know, it's not you're imposing something good on them, but I know what you mean. And we we will need to you know to be like a torch just to to show it. It doesn't matter. As I said, if it's one person, ten thousand or ten million followers on Instagram that agree with you, you you just need to walk the path and the the op, the optimistic um, message from our conversation now is that that it it is growing you know it's people uh, they got fed up in, in my country in, in your country in the us in the western world uh, a lot of countries in europe people are fed up really with going you know going as ships and to say to put the responsibility on, on someone else to say this thing the doctor will uh, take off this thing the my uh, agent will do my, some some medi mediator you know that is not really it's not the going to the root cause of, of that and people really they want the answers and there is a reason if you really think about it that people like you know sean baker as we mentioned dr paul saladino uh, the page you know carnivore aurelius all of these pages they, they get they get bigger and bigger all the time there is a reason because people are really fed up and it's it will get we will get bigger <laughs> we we the people yeah, it is. It's 
it's a movement that's growing, but it's it's interesting because people think it's this newfangled thing, but really we're turning back to our ancient roots. I mean, that's what people ate 10,000 years ago. That's the only food source that was available on every continent that humans lived on in every season. And so if you think about it from a sense like that, it's like, well, we should probably eat what our answers, ancestors ate to get us to here because what we're doing now is not getting us to where we want to be. Yeah, and it's important to to tell to put the message out there that really it's you know it's not a trend. We are not doing it. It's not like a Kim Kardashian new nutrition trend or something like that. We're really we're going to the root. We're going to the things that will last for life. It's decades ahead. It, I will do it also when I will be eighty and ninety. If God, you know, if the the way will let me to will let me there. But that's really, that's what it is. It's not like a lose weight kind of, a, you know, diet one month, do it and uh, be before the wedding or before summer or, or anything like that. It's nothing like that. And I, I remember that when I started my journey and I was just starting low carb, it was be, before carnivore, I was just experimenting with reducing my carbs and eating a normal low carb meals like chicken. And I, I just was experimenting for the first year probably with myself with low carb diet and I had a girlfriend back then and I was hosted at, at the house and my mother she asked me she said wow it's an amazing diet but what is your deadline like wh when do you stop it's a wh what is the, pl the plan it's like one it's one week or one month tell me what what's usually the protocol here so she <laughs> it looked amazing for her but she couldn't imagine herself that it's a lifestyle and for me it was weird this question I told and I said like no it's a I chose it like that's what I'm doing now she uh, it was like a funny conversation but I think many people they look at the diets like that and they have to put it in boxes, you know, there is, as you said, there is like the vegans, there is the carnivores, there is the the low carbers and you have fruitarians and it's all like, a, it's it's like a tribes, you know, we're one against each other. But I think you, you me and the, our people that we're going to the root cause, we, we don't need to put it out there as a trend, really. That's, we're going back to the exactly. roots, that's yeah. all. And, and curing disease, because when you look at it from this perspective, disease that we see like hypertension, like metabolic disease, those are symptoms of metabolic unhealth. Yeah, everything is a symptom, you know, it's people experiencing a lot of things and, and most of them are not aware of so one person gets a leg pain someday uh, or a, a pain in the knee and it happens to a lot of uh, maybe el elderly people or uh, Again, the older generation, but also to, to many people uh, in their 30s even. And people, they, they don't really think what, what really, you know, it sounds a bit like a hippie and all, but uh, it's, it's really, it is like your body is trying to tell you something. And it's, it can be a pain in the knee. It can be some, it, usually it's some inflammation in the body, some local inflammation, and the inflammation can get to be systemic inflammation and then diseases, more diseases will arise. But people really, they don't think about it. And we want to cure cure diseases but also prevent them because like any machine you know like any good machine and the body is the best machine in nature our human body basically it's the most uh, sophisticated one so if you give it the the good the right conditions and optimal conditions and it's very simple you don't have to be too complicated just give it what it knows you know it knows the tissues it knows the molecules of meat because the body is meat also it knows fat because the body is produced out of fat also all of our cells give it that and it's not only uh, you will cure disease you will prevent them which this is really like i think this is the big message of all of these people in, in this field
Yeah, exactly. It's uh, our, our GI system is not like that of a cow at all. And the cows are, have a very different GI system because they eat things that we can't. They, they have multiple stomachs. They have, I mean, their whole GI is completely different. Whereas our system is more like that of a dog or a cat, which are carnivores. And you, you think that that would make sense to people, uh, but there's still people that say, well, you got to eat, you know, this, that, and the other. Um, well, you have to have some sort of meat in your diet. Otherwise, you'll never get the essential things that you need. You know, there, there is no essential carbohydrate, but there are essential fats and there are essential proteins. There is no such thing as the body in the body as a lack of carbohydrates. You don't you don't have lack of carbohydrates disease. There's, it doesn't exist in nature. But what you do have quite a lot, actually, is a protein, lack of protein, you know, um, many, many diseases get out of lack of protein. Actually, the most of the third world, you know, like the the poorest country in the world, they suffer a lot from lack of protein. But you never heard of um, lack of carbohydrate disease because it's very simple. Our liver produces the glucose basically 24-7. As long as we breathe on this planet in this life cycle, our liver will keep producing glucose in the amounts that we exactly need. And it does it. It's very delicate reg regulatory system um, that our body is regulating on that very, very carefully. It will, not, it, will, it will never stop. But what we, what we need, actually, it's the protein and fat because these are the building blocks. It's be, it's very simple, and when you nature, you know everything in nature, um, real recognize real. <laughs> like our body wants the same tissues, it wants to to get the same building blocks. You, and it's true what you said that the cow and many other animals they found a way to go over that. And you have you have also herbivores animals, of course. You have you got everything like the gorillas and many other uh, examples. But but yeah, the, us human beings, that's how we live. We need our tissues. Also, cats, cats are basically all the cats family in, a, in the mammal kingdom. It's like the, they are the ultimate carnivores. And also, I just I remember that also my cat. You know, I, we, it's funny. My cat is now fourteen, and. Uh, Eight years ago, I introduced him also to low-carb diet just because I read about it exactly in the same point, you know, in the same point in my life that I started to do my change. I started to think, wait, what? why do I give my cat this garbage from the supermarket? Really, it's it's cheap. It's It has nothing in it. It has a lot of seed oils and maybe some potatoes leftovers. So I was starting to read about it too. And then you see, you have the Pottinger's uh, exper experiment, which was amazing. Uh, Pottinger, it was a... He was a student, basically, of Dr. Weston A. Price, which his findings, they were like, uh, wow, it's also mind-blowing. And But Pottinger really put all the effort into cats, and he saw that in the third generation of of a cat that being fed uh, raw meat, it's a, it's like a miracle, it's a epigenetics, it changed his own genetics, his own diseases that he had to be born with, that he was already coded because of the past generations that got really a shitty diet, basically. So he, he could even fix that, even fixed his DNA. So that was amazing. And when I tried it on my cat, you know, it's only, you can say that it's an anecdote, but my cat got uh, much, he, he ate less meals, basically. He became more um, more concentrated. You, you saw that he's more like, he's not running around, he's much more calm. And you could see that his fur it became much more soft, which it's a sign. It's a good sign for health. In you animals. mentioned Weston Price. Um, I, I seen a movie that was about him. 
to tell us a little about him because he he's amazing like the the videos that he took in foreign countries it's just it's it's mind-blowing to see the the facial features and structures of these people that he went to go visit yeah his story is amazing it's um what i you know today everybody loves to quote him and it's becoming like a it's also becoming like a bit uh, popular <laughs> to to quote him but but there is a reason for that uh, many people they called him the Isaac Newton of nutrition and basically what he was doing he was a he was a dentist in Canada in the before uh, 1900 it was like um, 140 years ago probably he was active and then he was starting to see that his patients the it's the same as happened to many heart surgeries surgeon and many other profession that he was thinking wait I treat my patients all the time. I treat them, uh, I fix their teeth. Sometimes I get a root canal. I do a lot of stuff. But wh wh why does it happen? Like he was asking himself and he, he, was, he understood that there is some places in the world that they don't even have, they don't have dentists, you know, they don't treat their teeth whatsoever. They don't clean it in any way, but they don't, they're clean of uh, diseases. You know, they, their teeth last until the, the last day of their lives and they age perfectly. So, basically he started doing that he was he became like a food researcher or you can say like the father of nutrition and he took his wife and they went to like the most distant tribes in the world he was in the i don't exactly remember their name but it's an ancient tribe in the swiss alps they they were living in a valley for thousands and thousands of years uh, they they basically lived by the milk products that they produce and they were walking a lot in the sun and it was famous that they all get to really a great longevity and they get to like 100 and they're all healthy and they don't have doctors they don't have any clinicians so he, he went there he went to the to the australia to the tribes there he went to the indian tribes in the us in canada uh, basically what he what he found that the, these people they have some something in common have you you can see in every society like that in the world that they are a distant society they are a tribe and they live exactly the way they used to live more than 10,000 years ago even it goes back before agricultural revolution so he found some amazing things and everything is documented so that's why people have to quote him because actually he was a, he had a diary that he was anything he, he took picture he took pictures of one tribe that uh, there were two sisters. The one sister she moved to the city in the same country, and she got introduced to the industrial new modern life, which basically is equivalent to the one that was back then in Canada or in the U.S. And the other sister she remained in the village with the same um, the same traditions. She was eating a lot of organs in this place. They, they were eating animals. Everything was uh, locally grown. Not even the land wasn't even processed. It's like it's as clean as you can get. No, nothing is processed in this land, at least when, when he was doing it, which it goes back 120 years ago. And uh, that's what he discovered, that the sis one sister remained completely healthy. He, he was seeing that the, basically the, the teeth structure is perfectly built with no any, they don't have any bracelets, nothing. They just, it, it goes like that. Like as nature intend, intended, nature wanted us to have a wide, wide, uh, jaw so we can 
we can process the food as, as uh, good as, it, as we can. We, we need to know how to bite, that the teeth will be parallel. And the, the sister that remained in the tradition ways of living, which was a lot of organs, a lot of meat, a lot of locally grown products, nothing processed, so it became perfect, like a perfect uh, archery of teeth, of teeth, really. And the other sister, he saw a lot of tooth decay, he called it, a lot of um, canals that he had to, he had, she, had to, she had to go through and everything is documented. He took like uh, hundreds of pictures and he was comparing between one, one member of the family and the other and it's all the same DNA. The only thing that's different is really the lifestyle. And uh, today it's really, it's implementable, you know, you can take everything that Weston Price discovered and you can implement it today as far as you can. You can go to the growers, you know, to the, to the farmers, to the people that really, you know what they put there, you know that they don't put pesticides, you know that they locally grown their meat, the grass-fed meat, the, you, you can implement as much as you can and I know that today you have the Weston A. Price Foundation that they're actually doing it and you have people like uh, Dr. Sarah Campbell um, some others there that they are really active and it's still going on, like the, the his heritage is still That's wonderful. Uh, well, Tomer, I need to start wrapping up. Uh, where can people find you and your information and get plugged into your, your movement, what you're doing, your tribe, if you will? My tribe is, for many years now, it's in my country, in Israel, but now we became international. I opened the, all my programs, all my online programs, they are available now in English. You can find it in my website, it's tomerpape.com. It's Pape, it's P-A-P-P-E. And um, all my channels are now also available in English. We got them launched recently. It's Normal Blood Glucose, so I call it Normal Blood G. Sounds really cool. And um, you can find that Facebook, Instagram, that's the name. I invite everybody to go there. It's also carnivore, it's also for diabetics to balance your blood glucose, everything that we really, really matters. Thank you so much. This, is, this has been great. I, I love hearing from carnivores who have just changed their life and then use that to change other people's lives. Yeah, that's important, Sam. We should keep on doing it. Yeah. Thank you so much, Tomer. Thank you for having me. God bless you. Just a reminder for everyone out there, duty uniform of the day, the full armor of God. Let's all make courage more contagious than fear.